And when you get to the point where all you want to do is be successful, as bad as you want to breathe, then you'll be successful. And I'm here to tell you, number one, that most of you say you want to be successful, but you don't want it bad. You just kind of want it. You don't want it bad and then you want to party. You don't want it as much as you want to be cool. You, most of you don't want success as much as you want to sleep. Some of you lost sleep more than you lost success. And I'm here to tell you today, if you're going to be successful, you've got to be willing to give up sleep. You are now tuned in to King Legend Talks, where we inspire people to follow their dreams and go out there and get it each and every day. Today, we bring in a straight up heavy hitter, the creator of the Cubit Dance Challenge. Yeah, you heard me. We're bringing Cubit to the show today. He talking about a lot of stuff, but I ain't gonna hold y'all because we gonna get right to it. You know how we do. Follow the show on iHeartRadio. It's lit. It's King Legend on King Legend Talks. There we go. Hey, how you doing, brother? Welcome to King Legend Talks. Can't complain, man. Just out here in Louisiana trying to figure it all out. Oh yeah, how how you been making it do uh, the the global pandemic? I mean, this sucks. <laughs> I know that's sucks, right. Man. You know, um, down here we big on festivals and stuff, mm-hmm. and I play a lot of bigger festivals. You know, Essence Fest, Jazz Fest, stuff like that. So we haven't been able to do too much. You know what I'm saying? But uh, it's bouncing back though. Look like it's starting to shake back. So I'm ready. I see you've been working, man. You got the, you got that that drive and ambition. You was just in Texas not too long ago, correct? Saturday, yeah, me and Boosie, Lil Kiki, and uh, a Zodico band we had out there. They had, well, they had out there too. How was it? Off oh, Boosie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can't expect anything less, man. I always enjoyed your energy. That's one Appreciate thing I've always enjoyed about your music is your energy, and it was always that feel good vibe. Yeah, man, that's 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 my lane, man. You know, that's what I do. Um, you know, everybody got their own lane. I, I'm like the backyard barbecue. I'm like the the new, the new Frankie Beverly, you know what I'm saying? Just that, that outside good barbecue music, you know what I'm saying? I, I see it every single time I go to a wedding, a cookout. It don't matter what it is. If it's an event with people, is involved. They is playing that music. I'm trying to tell you. Already. So, um, so where does your love from dancing come from in general? I'm from Louisiana, dog. We dance when people die. Yeah, you know it's, I mean? it's in your, I mean, it's in your DNA. Yeah, man. So it's like you know. I mix that with like a little R&B swag with, you know, being in between in between New Orleans and uh, Texas, man. It's like a little bit of the screw movement when I was coming up, a little bit of the bounce movement. And mm-hmm. um, I just kind of put it together, you know. So it's safe to say you were just kind of born into it. Oh, absolutely. I yeah. mean, if you live down here, man, it's, it's party 24-7, you know. So um, I just wanted to get make just make some music that feel feel good and just mm-hmm. make people dance, man. That's it. You know, this one thing about making music, but then there's another thing about making music that lasts a lifetime. And okay. for whatever reason, it seems like everything that you drop, <laughs> it has that potential to just last forever, man. Yeah, like, man. Like, seriously, it just has that potential to just keep going on and get passed down from generation to generation. Appreciate that, man. How does it's... that make you feel? I mean, you know, like Frankie Beverly is one of my biggest inspirations. So, 
you know, when you hear that, that boom, 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 it's, it's, it's automatic, man. So when I make songs, I don't make them for A&Rs. I don't make them for radio. Mm. I just make them just for people to just fit jam. And if they make radio, it's a blessing. If not, you know, it might just touch somebody during the day or be at a backyard barbecue or something. So I, when I eliminated, like, the politic part of music mm-hmm. and just kept it feeling good. So that's why, you know, those songs sound the way they do, because I just make them for the hoods. I make them for the backyards. I make them for the family reunion. I just yeah. make them for the people, man. I don't worry about all the other stuff, you know? So how does it feel seeing it explode over the years? I mean, Cupid Shuffle came out 13 years ago and right now has over 60 million views. Like, I know that's incredible. 60 million views, man. Yeah. It's crazy because every generation is brand new. You know, like, every little kid, you know, they learn it in school, and then it it becomes new. So it's like a new wave Mm -hmm. every every couple of years, man. And then, of course, the Black Lives Matter uh, movement. um, You know, just when Joe Biden just got um, elected, man, there was this big party all over the country. Uh, I, saw you know, I, I call it the United Song of America because it's that one record. I mean, black, white, Latino, Asian, you know, gay, straight, lesbian. It don't matter what it is. It's like everybody come together. And, and mm-hmm. that's what that's what it was meant to do. You know what I'm saying? It's that music that moves people, you know, yep. and, and it creates that positive energy. And that's that positive vibe. Um, someone in one of your comments that said something about this is the America I love because of the vibe that they seen everyone have while they were listening to your music. Um, yeah. that, that energy, it just translates and it's universal. It's special. It feels good, man. You know, it's, and again, you know, I was signed to Atlantic in 2007 and I was a, um, a part of the politics. And, you know, mm. when, when you do it because you love it and you take all of the politics out, man, you know, you can feel it in the music. So, you know, like Flex, that's called now, Cupid Shuffle, Love Slide, Do It With Your Boots On, songs that, like their regional hits, but it, you know it transcends to that 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 you know region, and people just, they just vibe to it. So that's all it's about. Exactly. Now I was reading one thing about you, um, and it was you basically trying to come out and let everyone know that you're actually a singer. Like this is what you do. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I'm gonna tell you, man. The industry will trick you because initially when I, you know, when I was out there, you know, like you got all these people, man, you know, you could sing, you could sing, you didn't make a song like this, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm totally disrespecting my blessing by like going against the grain. Like if God like put me in a lane by myself that I completely own, I, I'm not going to disrespect the blessing. You know, I, I initially I did, you know what I'm saying? I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I want people to know I could sing. But then when I caught my head and realized that I'm in a DJ special, say love slide dope. I appreciate that. What's up Constance? Um, <laughs> I, uh, I, like once I started realizing that like it was really all about just you know staying in my lane, you know yeah. it worked. It's kind of like you know if Kurt Franklin decides to do a gangster song, it just wouldn't fit, you know. So, it wouldn't be Kurt Franklin. Yeah. So if I yeah. sit up here and try to do a ballad, it's cool, but like people want to dance. That's what they want from me. So I'm never gonna disrespect my blessing by trying to, you know. That's what the enemy will do, man. It'll trick you to think that what you got going on is something bad, but what really is actually your blessing. So, you know. Yeah. You know, you ain't going to hear no complaining from me, dog. Let's dance. That's what I'm going to do. I know that's right. So do you ever feel like you're at the point where people just expect that from you now and that's what you got to deliver because you know your audience? Yeah, yeah, kind of, sort of. I mean, and it's not a bad thing. You know, it's, yeah. that's what they know me for. Like, if you want to hear, like, if I want to hear a love song, I'm going to put Music Soul Child and PJ Morton in my mm-hmm. in my deck. If exactly. I feel like dancing is like, who, who's the go-to? And if you and if you want to dance and listen to some music your children could listen to too, without feeling kind of like crazy, 
then boom, mm-hmm. cube, I'm, I'm the ticket. So, you know, it's not a bad thing, man. You know, I'm never going to, you know, talk bad about it, bro. And I don't think that's one thing that's so important, like you just mentioned about the kids, is like having content in your music that's so universal that it could fit for every age group. You know what I'm saying? One thing about a lot of your, your music and your dances, they're so fun. Everyone wants to be involved, including the kids. Sure enough, man. You know, when I started doing music, my, my dad was, you know, preaching. So my dad mm-hmm. really wasn't big on secular music. So the, the deal we cut was like, look, you could do this music if you don't curse, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, that got me where I am. So I just kind of stay with it. You know, I don't like paying for two edits of music anyway. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's like, look, I'm going to drop this. When DJs hit me out, they'd be like, what's the radio edit? I'd be like, this is the radio edit, <laughs> though. You know what I mean? It's ready to go. Yup. Pretty much. So uh, let's talk about your, your workout DVDs and the stuff that you came out with. Uh, how did that come up about? Um, you know, th- there was a period of time, man, where I once I got my deal, I got a little bread. So we was at the, every gas station. You know what I'm saying? We at every gas station. We just eating stuff up. You know, mm-hmm. I got to 260 pounds, man. And mm-hmm. then um, I messed around. And, uh, I wanted to do a fitness DVD because... I noticed a lot of people was like, when I go to these festivals, man, you got these ladies who can out dance any Zumba instructor on the planet, and they about 220, 230. So mm-hmm. I'm like, they exercise, and they really don't even see it. You know what I mean? So I just wanted to just take something that they do at all of these fun uh, funk fests and stuff and all of these places and implement a uh, fitness aspect to it. So I came up with this thing called Q-Robics, man, and I debuted it at the Neighborhood Awards with Steve Harvey. And, um, you know, it's been doing well. It, it, it's one of those things that has been is being implemented in, in a lot of schools and the school systems here and in Texas and in Mississippi. So mm-hmm. again, it's just me playing my part with the music and just maximizing what I do. You know what I'm saying? And, and at the same time, you're building people up and helping them become better. Uh, um, that's, so let's, that's, yeah. let's talk about uh, Steve Harvey real quick. How was that connection made? That's, a, that's one of the biggest blessings of my life, man, because um, at the time when I met Steve, he, uh, I was I was like on the verge of like getting dropped from the label, and mm-hmm. he 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 and I we met in Charlotte, North Carolina, and we talked and we we hit it off, man. And next thing I know, I'm on the road, you know, with him. And then next thing I know, boom, we in Atlanta, Cascade Park, setting a record for the largest line dance ever assembled, man, with seventeen thousand people. So seventeen thousand. So he was instrumental, man. He taught me, man, just to get directly to the people. He was like, you know, you you worried about. The middleman, the middleman don't matter. That's the mm-hmm. people with the opinions. But if you got a song called, you know, you know, um, cotton candy or whatever it is, and the people like it, it ain't nothing the middleman can do. So he taught me to have a direct connection with the people, and henceforth, exactly. man, I, I've been rocking ever since, you know. And I believe you went to Germany and Dubai. Man, Germany, Dubai, Abu Dhabi, Bahrain, um, Japan, Korea. That was basically uh, a world tour. Yeah, man. I mean, but you know, <laughs> music got, man, that, that to the right, to the left. I've been singing in a bunch of different, um, you know, Zuradesh, Zuradesh, Zuralis, Zuralis. I didn't say it in so many different languages, man, but it's a blessing, man. You know, like, you got to get that bag wherever it's at. Like, you know, mm-hmm. if they want me in Germany, I'm going to Germany. You know, they want me in Okinawa, which is one of my favorite places to go. Um, I, I'm there, you know, and uh, they love the music, man. They, it's, it's, that's what it is. You know, music is... You know, it's, it's it's bigger than all this other stuff that we deal with down here, man. Now, that's one thing I've always been curious about as far as being a musician and going on tour worldwide, um, traveling the globe. How is it when you have to basically learn a new language to perform your song in? 
Like, what is that first initial approach like? Well, to be honest, when you perform your song in their language, it's a bonus. Because they already know it in English. Like, yeah. they know what it is. They might not be able to speak English, but they be knowing the songs. But when you mm -hmm. hit them with, like, a little their language, oh, man, you'll be back two, <laughs> three, four times. Though. Like, oh, my God, oh, my God. So I know there's a moment where you, it becomes a reality to you. You know how someone say, pinch me? But it's like, it's a reality yeah. to you. You're finally, you're really overseas and you're really performing your music, doing what you love to do. What was that moment like for you and where did you go? When I was in the Middle East. The Middle East. Them boys got money, dog. <laughs> <laughs> and what Listen, was that performance man. like? like I want to I wanna hear, the, I wanna hear the, the, this whole full scoop. Like when you first came out there, what was it like? Well, man, first of all, it was a hundred like 38 degrees outside dog wow. dude pull up dude pull up in the dirtiest lamborghini i ever seen you know we all hopped in the lambs man and it was craziest um the craziest part about it was everybody who came to the show had on the uh the coverings all the ladies mm -hmm. like you know you could just see the eyes but when they got to the club they had like a room where they put they take it off and mm -hmm. put it on the little court racks and then when you get in the club you like oh <laughs> Man, I was like, I see why Jesus started here, boy. Like, it's real. Uh, it's real. Wow, so, man. you know, it's a beautiful thing, man. Beautiful people, brown skin people, man, out there having a good time. And, uh, dog, they got money, dog. They got money, dog. Dude, I'm talking I mean, like, they pulling up in a dirty Lamborghini. Dog. Dude, I mean, that just says it all right there. Dude gave me 50 racks to go get an auto to, to, to sign an autograph for his girlfriend. Wow. And in I know the that had to have been a woman for you right there. It's like, wow, the you really paying me 50000 for my signature? In the VIP, man, he walked up to me, bro, with a bag. He, he was like, excuse me, can you leave where I was? And was like, come over here. And I was like, me, I was just going to do it anyway. He was like, thank mm -hmm. you. And he handed me the bag. But I didn't know what was in the bag. And I didn't want to open the bag in the club. <laughs> so I put the bag in my bag. And we pulled off. And then uh, got to the room and like, and the cool part about it was Foo had American money. So I'm like. Man, yeah, that's money. You got them in a different currency ready to go. I was scared to come home with that, boy. You crazy? I was like, they're going to get me. <laughs> so um, what accomplishment in your career would you say you're most proud of right now? Um, To be honest, man, um, probably the, just the longevity. Mm -hmm. Just the longevity, man. Just that the Cupid Shuffle continues to sustain the test of time, you know? For me, man, yeah. I, I know I got, I know went four times platinum, um, you know, I, done did, I, I, I do commercials for Walmart now, I've done for McDonald's, I've done stuff for, you know, a lot of corporate companies and just a lot of big stuff. But at the end of the day, man, it's the fact that like, I can still be a regular dad, raise my son and be home, but at the same time, put on my cape and go be Cupid and make people dance for a little bit. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, that's what it's about, man. Just enjoying life. That's almost like having a superpower right there, just being able to, to <laughs> live in both worlds. You know, that's some part, that's a part of success that a lot of people, they really want that. Like, that's that's would be what they wanted, to have that quality time with their family and still do both. That oh, balance man. right there, that's everything. Man. I got one. I got, You know, I have one kid and, uh, you know, um, like, you know, biological kid, my, my son here, and like, he, um, dog, I have two tries to get this right. I got to get him right the first time. So mm -hmm. I thank the Lord for letting me 
be financially stable to where I could do it and still create music for other people, um, still write for other people, still work with other people, and at the same time, um, be be there to raise my kid. You know, that's that's important. So, you know, that's exactly. that's definitely one of the the best parts about it. I'm just a Cupid Shuffle dude. I come out, I do my thing, and ain't no scandals, and ain't no TMZ. However, I've been on the TMZ a few times. They they crazy, but you know, it's just regular, man, and, and, and that's a blessing to just do it for a living and just still, you know, be able to just, you know, just live life, man, and be there for your fam. I got you. So as a father, what are some of the things that you want to instill into your family, you know, as they grow up and learn? Oh, man, learn by example. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a lot of cats that use the term, don't be like me, but, you know, that can go a bunch of different directions. For me, I'm like, I'm going to show you how to be a gentleman, show you how to speak to people, show you how to be kind, show you how to be respectable, show you how to grind, show you how to get your own money. You, I mean, you're going to watch me do this. So then that way, you got the blueprint, you know? Um, and that's what I want to do. Man, I can sit there and preach all day, hey, don't do A, B, C, D, and E. But if I'm doing it, then this kid's going to be like, well, that's what Pops did, you know what I'm saying? So I just want him to see me be great, show him what greatness looks like, you know? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, so what's one thing that you've learned since being involved with the music industry since day one that uh, that you can share with somebody? Own your stuff. I think it's own your stuff, man, and own your brand. Be who you want to be. Because sometimes mm -hmm. when it, you can get the bag from the label, but then you're going to go be who you want to be sometimes, you know, and own your Do stuff. Do they try to way. control who you are as a person? Do you feel like sometimes you could possibly lose yourself in that situation? It just depends on how much equity you got. Like, if you come into the game and get signed by a label and they already know what the blueprint is, you can tell them this ain't what it's fitting to be. It's, it's just controlling your destiny, man. That's that's what I tell anybody is be who you want to be and don't let nobody tell you, you know. Like, uh, like I remember, dog, I had, a, I had a manager before I got signed. He used to always tell me, the only way I was going to get signed is if I pierce my ears because that's the look. Mm. And I was like, yo, like, just for me, I mean, no disrespect to nobody else. It's just I'm just not a needle guy. You feel me? So I was like, nah. And I remember yeah. telling him, like, I don't even understand how that make any kind of sense at all about what I'm doing. Um, but that's just one of those things mm -hmm. that, that I've learned. I mean, that's so important, man. And that's a um, vital piece of information for anyone that's trying to get into the game and, and, and learn. Because, you know, like you said, if you don't own your stuff, they can control you and everything that you do. Um, yeah, ownership is key. So let's talk about your new stuff, man. What What is new Kubit doing today? Uh, well, I got a new project called Phase 4, and it's a, uh, a four-song EP, and I ain't dropping it until the country going to Phase 4, straight up. Uh, I got you. The, you know, the video, because my music don't don't really work unless we out partying, you know? Mm -hmm. So I You got to have it. it. I mean, that's like trying to have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich without the bread. You just Basically. can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, man. So I got to make sure... You know, it's it's the uh, it's crazy. The songs are crazy. I leaked that one song called Flex. I, I did a video just uh, me and my buddies doing the dance at the crib one day, and it yeah. just shot up, it got viral on TikTok. So my new single Flex is out right now. You know, and it's that just Flex a, it, is hard. I love that. I love there it, man. You it it just put us right back in that timestamp in two thousand seven, but you, yeah. you 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 pimped it out a little bit with the twenty twenty, and it's just yeah, it's, it's perfect. It's perfect. And they, I mean, they, the world ready for a new record to dance to. So when the clubs open, it's the one, man. And, uh, you know, I just... And it just sounds it. good, though. 
You know, it, I think that's key to a lot of the success with your dance. You know, it has people not going to dance the stuff that they don't like the way it sounds. They just not. Sure. And, and so that's a vital part of the ingredient in the mix right there when you're creating the dance. You got to have a catchy song to go with it. And yeah. right there, Flex, you know, I'm, I've heard it, I've listened to it a thousand times. It's, it's, it's dope. There's no other way to put it. So Thanks, it's going to get people right back in the groove. Oh, and yeah. I see it just holding, the, taking the torch and moving it forward. Man, you know, once I get on that road, though, it's going to be a problem because, see, I'm the type of person. I pull up to your family reunion and knock on the door and be like, hey, what up? Let me show y'all uh, this. You know what I'm saying? So once I get around and start getting moving on the road, it's really going to do what it do. And uh, I'm excited about it, man. It's, it's doing well. So now that we're in 2020 and we got this all this new stuff on social media, like TikTok, for, which is basically a dance platform, how do you fit in with TikTok in today's society? The bag. That's all I'm going to tell you. <laughs> That's the bag right there, man. I mean, because, man, you could be an artist and, like, you could have, like, 30 seconds of a song. It ain't even got to be a song yet. Like, like yeah. K-Camp K went, like, platinum off mm -hmm. Renegade, off TikTok, man. Like, it's, it's, um, it's, it's a special platform, man. And, again, you got all these platforms where you can break your music yourself. You got to be on it, man. So I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I was like, I didn't do no TikTok until I saw what it was. Man, I'm yeah. I'm, I'm reposting TikTok videos all day. And now you up there. And I think the cool thing about TikTok is the reshare factor. So it's like you know other platforms, you get your shares, but TikTok is kind of built on people redoing what you started and increase that wave. And now you've basically gone viral off of a dance. Yeah, and you know what's crazy is like we talked about ownership. All of these old school artists that don't own their records who TikTok is like bringing up from the dead now, mm -hmm. that's, that's label money, man. Wow. That's something else, man. But uh, I appreciate your time, brother, for coming through. It's always good to have someone like you in the building to show everybody what it is to be the past, present, and future with all the music you got going on right now, man. So definitely appreciate your time, brother. Man, I appreciate you, man. And look, I'm sorry for not being as prompt as I should be, man. Like I I'm juggling a lot, man, but I'm glad we could make this interview happen, my brother. Hey, no problem. Appreciate you for coming to King Legend Talk. Sure enough, bro. All right. All right, there you have it, folks. If you enjoyed this episode of King Legend Talks, be sure to go ahead and follow us right here on iHeartRadio or whatever other platform you're listening in on. We really appreciate the support. And thank you again for listening.